在保罗他自己的见证里，在《腓立比书》第三章里，He confesses that he hasn't arrived or become perfect yet。他承认说他没有达到，也没有得到完全。But he has one overriding objective，但是他有一个目的，that he may lay hold of that for which he was laid hold of。他能够得做那基督得做他的那那件事。we see in this a twofold reality. Of course, the Lord has to lay hold of Paul first. We see this gloriously at the on the road to Damascus. The Lord Jesus mastered Paul. He laid hold of Paul. But Paul has now found his lifelong obsession. To be to lay hold of him. So now Paul is trying to lay hold of Jesus. And more than just Jesus, to lay hold of his purpose and calling. So we've been thinking about this grand theme. We've looked at the life of Jacob. And for those of you who are here for the first time of this uh, last time I shared a first session on Samson. In Samson, we're trying to see this whole matter of the Lord laying hold of Samson and Samson laying hold of the Lord. The story of Samson is found in Judges chapter 13, and I'd like you to turn to that scripture. Beginning in Judges 13, verse 1. Now the sons of Israel again did evil in the sight of the Lord, so that the Lord gave them into the hands of the Philistines forty years. Now there was a certain man of Zorah, of the family of the Danites, whose name was Manoah, and his wife was barren, and had borne no children. Then the angel of the Lord appeared to the woman and said to her, Behold now, you are barren and have borne no children, but you shall conceive and give birth to a son. 耶和华的使者向那妇人显现，对他说：“向来你不怀孕不生育，如今你必怀孕生一个儿子。”Now therefore be careful not to drink wine or strong drink, nor eat any unclean thing, for behold, you shall conceive and give birth to a son, and no razor shall come upon his head, for the boy shall be a Nazarite to God from the womb, and he shall begin to deliver Israel from the hand. 所以你当谨慎清酒浓酒都不可喝一切不洁之物也不可吃你必怀孕生一个儿子不可用剃头刀剃他的头因为这孩子一出胎
Let's go down to verses 24 and 25. Then the woman gave birth to a son and named him Samson. And the child grew up, and the Lord blessed him. And the Spirit of the Lord began to stir him in Mahanadan between Zorah and Eshtaoth. 后来妇人生了一个儿子给他起名叫参孙，孩子长大，耶和华赐福于他，在马哈尼丹，就是索拉和以石陶中间，耶和华的灵才感动他。Now we go to chapter sixteen.然后我们再看十六章。As you all know, Samson's fallen in love with Delilah.所以参孙爱上了大利拉。and Delilah is about to destroy Samson's life. Uh, verse uh, six, uh, sorry, uh, chapter sixteen, verse sixteen. And it came about when Delilah pressed him daily with her words and urged him that his soul was annoyed to death. So he told her all that was in his heart and said to her, A razor has never come on my head, for I have been a Nazarite to God from my mother's womb. If I am shaved, then my strength will leave me, and I will become weak and be like any other man. And then finally just verse 28 which is Samson's prayer as he died serving the Lord. Then Samson called to the Lord and said, O Lord God, please remember me and strengthen me just this time, O God, that I may at once be avenged of the Philistines for my two eyes. Now the life of Samson is found in the time of the judges. And the time of judges in the book is a testimony of the corporate life of Israel. And so the life of Samson is not only valuable to us individually, but also as a picture of Israel as a whole. We see in Samson's life a great contradiction. On the one hand, he'd received the gifts and the calling of God. And yet, his personal character was wholly lacking in godliness. And yet, it's strange to tell him 
That in Hebrews chapter 11, Samson is mentioned among those heroes of the faith. He was mighty in power in war. This is what Hebrews speaks of sense. How did he ever become in that hall of fame of faith in Hebrews chapter 11? We see a remarkable thing in the life of Samson. Even though he was careless, a sinner. Driven by lust. Yet there was something about his life that made the Philistines so afraid that they would not fight Israel for his 20 years. One man caused fear. Even among Goliath and his giant family. And among the other Philistines. And so it says that Samson judged and delivered Israel from the hand of the Philistines. Now we heard the secret of Samson's heart. He'd been a Nazarite from birth. He was God's chosen vessel. And because he was God's chosen vessel, God gave him tremendous might and power to overcome the Philistine. This is why the Lord laid hold of Samson. This was his calling. To deliver Israel from the Philistines. And the reason the Lord gives us gifts and calling. Has a purpose far beyond us. That we might serve the purpose of God with our lives. So Samson's history is a history about a man. But it's also a picture of Israel's spiritual condition. The book of Judges shows us a contradiction so clear. On the one hand, we see God's continual long-suffering, mercy, deliverance, every time His children call out. And yet at the same time, in contrast to the Lord's goodness and mercy, we see that Israel had no spiritual desire for the Lord, but chased after idols. Israel was at its lowest point as a nation. Full of darkness in every way. We're told by Bible scholars that actually Samson's judgeship came right at the end of the judges, just before Samuel 
was uh, became a judge. And this was the lowest point of Israel's history. Shiloh, where the tabernacle was, was in ruins. The tabernacle needed repair. The ark had been stolen by the Philistines. The grandchild of the high priest was named Ichabod, which means the glory has departed. Eli the high priest was dead. His sons were rejected as priests. There was no word of God throughout Israel. The tribes were fighting one another. What a terrible testimony. Any nation around that looked at Israel saw a terrible, disgusting testimony. And yet Israel was kept. That whole land was in danger of being repossessed by the by the Philistines and the neighboring tribes. But God had chosen and called Israel with a holy calling. To be his royal priesthood. And he would not let her go. Despite her great unfaithfulness. And the book of Judges gives us such a good summary of the problem with the children of God. Surely this problem applies today to the church as a whole. You remember several times it's noted in Judges. At that time, there was no king in Israel. And everyone did what was right in his own eyes. How can you have church life? When everybody does what they want. When Jesus isn't the head and the Lord of the church. We can call him head. But in many churches there is no king. And so you see the book of Judges speaks to us today. And of our desperate need of recovery by the Lord's mercy. So we see this picture of Samson, we see this picture of Israel. But thank God there's a third and secret picture within the book of Judges. Because within the book of Judges we see a remnant of faithful people. Not all of Israel had bowed the knee to Baal. There were some who were still faithful. Even Samson's parents. And so Samson and all of the judges in one sense represent that remnant of people. Still faithfully serving God. 
in weakness, yet faithful. In difficulty, yet finding miraculous provision. In failure, coming through to victory. And you can trace that remnant throughout the book of Judges. And when you finally come to the end of the book of Judges, as Samuel becomes the judge, as revival comes to Israel, we look back through that period of hundreds of years. And we see a miracle by our sovereign God through their failure through their unfaithfulness God not only kept them but prepared them for what he desired which was for a king it's as if God rubbed their nose in their independence for so long that the one lesson they learned is we cannot survive unless we have a king. And this prepared the way for the King David. But that's another story. Now we want to get back to Samson. Because we looked last time and we see how wonderfully, how graciously the Lord laid hold the question arises will Samson lay hold of the Lord the story begins with that irony you so often see in God's sovereign work and here's the irony Samson was chosen out of the remnant of Dan 所以这个参孙他是在这渔民当中被选出来的。When you read in the book of Joshua,当你读约书亚记的时候,and you see the land apportioned to the tribe of Dan,所以你看到Dan的支派所拥有的那一块地,you're impressed by how wonderful that allotment was.所以你看到这一块地是何等的美好。In fact, Dan had the second highest population next to Judah. And in terms of inheritance received a land just as precious as Judah's. But Judah and Dan had one fly in the ointment. Among all the blessed lands, it was up to Judah and Dan to wipe out the Philistines. Now you can tell the Philistines they all had tans because they all lived on the beach. And even in Israel today, Gaza is where the Philistines used to live. Dan had part of the territory that today is Tel Aviv. Tel Aviv is a wonderful beach resort. But the Philistines were there. And what happened was this? 
The elders of the tribe of Dan got together. And they said the Philistines are too tough for us. We can never beat these Shemites. Let's get out of here. Let's find a land anywhere where there's no Philistines. And so the leaders of the tribe of Dan deserted their inheritance. And today when you take a tour of Israel, you go up to the city of Dan in the very north of Israel, just below Lebanon. So all of the leaders and everything, they took the armies up there and they settled in this beautiful country where the people were all peace-loving Brazilians. Did peace-loving Brazilians cause you to sneeze? <笑>那我也知道我也知道我也知道我也知道我也知道我也知道我也知道我也知道我也知道我也知道我也知道我也知道我也知道我也知道我也知道我也知道我也知道我也知道我也知道我也知道我也知道我也知道我也知道我也知
所以腓力斯的三村来到这个军营里 God sovereignly gives His grace, His gifts, They're granted to us to serve His purposes. And Samson was given this power for the deliverance of Israel. The Lord never takes these gifts away. The Bible says the gifts and the calling of God are without repentance. Once he gives them, he doesn't take them back. But when we as simple believers are invested with the power of God, are given a calling from God. A temptation arises in our life. Now, what will we do with this gift and calling? Will we use it for ourselves? Or for the Lord? You remember when Jesus, the Spirit came down upon him, he was driven into the wilderness. And with all servants of God, are you going to use what God has given you for yourself? Turn those stones into bread? Or only use your gift and calling for the purposes of God? And so we see Sonny, as I call Samson. Full of the Holy Spirit. And full of himself. His parents had lovingly raised him as a Nazarite. And you could tell he had hair that was the hair of a Nazarite. And outwardly he was a Nazarite. But inwardly he was a strong willed child. Every parent here who's had more than one kid knows that one of them is a strong willed child. 
很强的强自己意志的。Two and this is the basic picture of how God has to deal with his children, you and I. Now I know you are almost perfect and ready to be raptured. But there may be somebody here who's a strong willed Christian. You like getting your way. And so the Lord has an interesting mercy. He has to take us the way we are and try to break our strong will. And it makes it particularly tricky. Because on the one hand, he has to try to break our will. And yet on the other hand, still use us to serve his purpose. Now, you see, this applies to the remnant there in Israel. Israel was at such a low point. Now, you know, of course, Samson goes off to marry a Philistine girl. Mm-hmm, let's see, what did God say through Moses? Do not marry the uncircumcised Philistine. But the spiritual level of the Israelites was so low that they married whoever they wanted. So that's We're all the same. So many Christians today just marry anybody. Believer or unbeliever, it makes sense. You see, things get pretty low when our spiritual estate is so low. So even though Samson's godly parents were against this match. You know what you know what Samson said? Get her for me. And his parents gave in and they they went down to Timnah. You see, we learn a lesson here. And it should humble all of us. You know, God uses His children. But what a miserable lot we are. Because the spiritual condition is so low in the church. I wonder if you feel like it, it, it grieves the Lord's heart that He has to accommodate to our low spiritual state. You remember when the disciples were getting a little bit proud that they were Jesus' disciples? You remember what Jesus told his disciples? In the kingdom of God, you should say this I am an unprofitable servant. 
这个仆人我做最就是我该做的最少的这些四师他们属灵的状况是何等的低落 and then when the kings came, so many of the kings were such poor quality. And today, so many servants of God of such poor spiritual quality. We are indeed unprofitable servants. But God is very wise. And He uses his wisdom and overruling our foolishness. And he deals with us in mercy. So there's Samson. Just like you. So now don't don't play God and look at Samson and say, Oh, what a bad boy you are. Look at you and say, I am Samson. What's God going to do? Hey. Now here's something we learn when we deal with our young people. Even when they're laid hold of by God, by the grace of God, they really have no desire to lay hold of the Lord. Not when their flesh is strong. Not when they're self-confident. Not when I can do anything I want. Now who wants to try to lay hold of the Lord? So, the Lord does something. He deals with our fleshly confidence. And hopes that it may humble us. And cause us to seek the Lord. Or as Jacob, to lay hold of the Lord. So, you see, the Lord had to use Samson's stubbornness. And his desire to marry a Philistine girl. So the Lord used that. To do something in Samson. To bring about the deliverance of Israel. So when he went down to the marriage. Now his parents were walking slowly, of course, because they didn't approve. Now you know as a young person, when you when you force your parents to take you somewhere you don't want to go, they always go under the speed limit. So of course that's why Samson jumped out of the car and ran up into the woods and found a lion. But it says that they were going down to the wedding. Even Samson's parents didn't realize the Lord was allowing this to bring about deliverance for you. Now here's where our youthful confidence makes a big mistake. We think we can outdo the Lord. But the Lord is very shrewd. And he used Samson's stubbornness for a double usage. Now last time we talked about Samson going down to the wedding feast and speaking a riddle. 
And of course, the Philistines found, got his wife to give away the, the secret. Samson was so mad, so angry, that in the end, he killed 30 guys. And it says, the Lord used that. Because first of all, the the Lord in his wisdom overruled the marriage. Samson never got married. He shouldn't have gotten married. He said I'm getting married. The thing way things worked out, he didn't get married. <laughs> the Lord's at work. But then on the other hand, when he killed those 30 men in revenge, from that moment on, the Philistines hated Samson, and Samson hated the Philistines. And the Lord used this revenge, this lifelong enmity, to bring about deliverance. The Lord loves you. He's given you so much. But don't be surprised if he overrules your ideas. What did Paul find out on the road to Damascus? God had a stick, a goad. And he'd been poking Saul. It's hard for you to kick when I poke, isn't it? You think you can do any good kicking against God? God has to do that with all of us. I don't think there's anybody who's so spiritual they always do what God wants. But here's the good news. If you don't want to do the will of God, try to do your own. See what happens. You may get overruled. You may find that God has a stick with a nail on the end. And he's trying to deal with you. So God was goading Samson. Why? To make him a useful vessel. But the question is, do you think Samson realized it was God's mercy that was delivering him? Do you think he realized it was God's mercy that that saved him from the lion's attack? Did he realize it was God's mercy that kept him from marrying this Philistine? So many times when the Lord overrules us, instead of thanking God for his mercy, we're angry with him. We're angry with God. And only when we look back years later do we see, ah, that was a mercy that I didn't do that business. That relationship didn't work out. It was a mercy. You know, the Lord overrules our will for our good. 
Unfortunately, we only learn that when we get old and gray haired. We get too soon old and too old smart. Uh, that's a joke. It's <laughs> an honest joke. It doesn't translate too well. But anyway. Now here's the point. Okay, the marriage didn't work out. The Philistines are hunting for Samson. But Samson is at a crossroads. And it's a crossroads all of us come to. It's a crossroads that involves us laying hold of the Lord. You know what the crossroads is? It's the cross. There's a cross within our calling and our gift. Now if we want to lay hold of the Lord, we've got to deny ourselves, take up our cross, and lay hold. How much do we really want to know the Lord? There's a cost. Yourself. Samson was at that point. The whole lay hold of the Lord and his purpose. Samson had to bear a cross. Now in some deep level of Samson, he knew that the Lord had called him and gifted him. Now we know it from a story in Samson's life. In chapter 15, verse 18, here's the scene. 3,000 Philistines have come up to Judah saying, We want Samson. And so Judah's leaders were so afraid of the Philistines. That they worked out a deal with Samson and they tied him up. And gave him to the Philistines. And then Samson broke for the ties. And he found the jawbone of a donkey and killed a thousand Philistines. And so he lay on the ground. Dying of thirst. And in chapter 15, verse 18, listen to what he says. Then he became very thirsty. And he called to the Lord and said, You have given this great deliverance by the hand of your servant. And now shall I die of thirst and fall into the hands of the uncircumcised? 参孙圣绝口渴就告诉耶和华说你记着仆人的手死行这么大的拯救即可认我渴死落在莫受割礼的人手中呢所以你看到参孙说什么 knew this great deliverance came from God 他知道是神让他得出拯救的 He knew it was the Lord 他知道是神 That's where his strength was from 这是他的 and then we read the next verse. So God split the hollow place that is in Lehi 
so that water came out of it. And when he drank, his strength returned and he revived. Therefore he named it En-Hakori, which is in Lehi to this day. So he judged Israel twenty years in the days of the Philistines. Now the whole point of the story is the name. So which means the well of him who calls. Samson knew he was called by God. Samson knew the deliverance came by the hand of God. But did Samson realize the importance of the secret of his heart? What was that secret? He was a Levite from birth. This is the highest calling of all the callings in Israel. Do you know why? Because it's voluntary. Any tribe any man, any woman can take the Nazarite vow. And because you vow to separate yourself from the world, the Lord honors that vow as the highest of personal offerings. And so you can read about it in the Bible. The, the Nazarite vow was a special privilege. It's a special privilege to offer your life to the Lord. You know it's a privilege? The highest privilege. We have our own free will. We can offer ourselves unto the Lord. Now you see that this Nazarite calling was a testimony of separation and holiness. This is what God desired for the whole nation. He wanted the whole nation to be a holy nation. And the Nazarite vow was a testimony to God's desire for a holy people. You see how important a holy life is to the Lord. The Lord had separated his people by a holy covenant on Mount Sinai. As the Bible says, the Lord loves holiness. But what does it do on our part? To put it simply, a life separated unto the Lord in holiness is a life that will be possessed and kept by the power of God. John tells us in his letters that it is those who, who prepare their lives in holiness those are the ones who overcome David testified when God is for us who can be against 
We even sang about it this morning. Under the blood of the Passover lamb. We're kept by the Lord. From disease. From the enemy. Now did you believe that when you sang that song? Jesus only Jesus ever? Yes, we Jesus Glorious Lord. Soon coming King. That's our position. Because we've been separated by God. What a wonderful place to be. And Samson's power and his deliverance came because he was possessed and kept by God. As a Nazarite. Now so many Christians today they know the grace of God. They know the Lord has laid hold of them. But they know so little you know you cannot lay hold of the Lord unless you lay hold of His holiness what are we talking about we're talking about the cross we're talking about Jesus our sanctification we're talking about consecration. This is what Samson needed to do. But you see immediately why Samson was at the crossroads. It's because the Nazarite vow is a free will offering. You can't force somebody to lay hold of the Lord. So Samson had a will. He had to decide. He'd been laid hold of from birth by the Lord. Would he lay hold of the Lord? Oh, brothers and sisters, that's why so often we come back with the urgency of Paul. He says, I urge you by the mercies of God to present your bodies. Holy acceptable unto God. This is your calling. Don't be conformed to the world. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And live a life that proves what is the good, what is the acceptable. What is the perfect will of God? We're talking about holiness. Here. To prove that we're being kept by the Lord. Do you realize this great privilege? Do you realize this great blessing? Now the Lord is sovereign. He used Samson. Though Samson did not lay hold of the Lord. You know, the Lord will be glorified through our lives. Because we've been separated. 
But the question is, will he be glorified through us? Or in spite of us? And that's what we see in the life of Samson. Chapter 16 of Judges is a tragic chapter. It's a warning for all of us. Samson did not lay hold of the Lord. And he got worse and worse in his lusts and pride. He tested the Lord many times. He narrowly escaped with his life a number of times. And yet the Lord stood with him. He had tasted and seen that the Lord is good. He tasted of the heavenly gifts. He tasted the bitterness of the world. Perhaps he realized the Lord overruled him in his marriage. But Samson wouldn't be broken. He wouldn't be humble. And he went the way of the world. He became more and more worldly every day. Marriage wasn't even a consideration. Delilah was a temple prostitute. For the god Dagon, the fish god of the Philistines. And this daughter of the fish god hooked Samson. And his lust drove him deeper and deeper in sin. God used him anyway. For the sake of Israel, all of his outbursts of revenge and anger, the Lord used to empower him and kill more of the Philistines. So the Lord delivered Israel from the Philistines through Samson. So in the end, isn't that okay? So the Lord may use you. He may use me. Despite our poor spiritual quality. So is that good enough? It's a tragedy. And it's a tragedy that you see in Samson's life. Here is the issue. He went further down, further down, further down. Until he gave up. The secret of his heart. Delilah wore him down. And when he gave away the secret of his heart, it was all over. Now, what are we talking about? Now, when, when Samson was just Bothered, he says his soul was bothered to death by Delilah. So finally he said, You see my hair? It's never been cut. I've been a Nazarite since birth. If you cut off the hair, I'll be like any other man. Now, of course, 
Delilah immediately told the Philistine. But they still didn't know the secret of his heart. They thought the secret was his hair. The secret's not his hair. What are we really talking about? Listen, you can hear the secret of his heart twofold. In chapter 16, verse 17. So he told her all that was in his heart. You see? Big mistake. He said to her, A razor has never come on my head, for I've been a Nazarite to God from my mother's womb. If I am shaved, then my strength will leave me, and I will become weak and be like any other man. 长孙就把心中所藏的告诉他向来人没有用剃头刀剃我的头因我自祖母不就归神做拿西尔人若剃了我的头发我的力气就离开了我便软弱像别人一样 Let's notice the first part of the secret I'm like any other man 剃掉了我就像任何其他人一样 You see, the Philistines thought he was some kind of God. He was like Superman. I'm just like any other man. But I got a secret inside of me. It makes me different. We would say, I'm a new creation in Christ. I have the sanctifying life of Christ in me. 在我的心中有基督让我成圣的生命。And then he said, 然后他就说, the second secret, not the hair, 不是头发, I've been a Nazarite from birth.我从出生就做一个拿西尔人。And of course, when they cut off his hair,当他们把他头发剪去的时候,we see what happened in verse 20. So Delilah cut off his hair. And then she said, The Philistines are upon you, Samson. And he awoke from his sleep and he said, I'll go out as other times and shake myself free. But he did not know that the Lord had departed from him. It had always been the Lord's presence. That had been his strength. That had been his victory. It was the Lord indwelling. It was that holy vow. But he went down and down and down. Until as it says in Romans, the Lord gave him over to the passions of his lust. Oh, how he tempted the Lord. And the Lord departed. His eyes were gouged out. He was bound by the Philistines. They took him down to the temple of Dagon. Yelling and chanting the victory. The God of Jerusalem and Israel is nothing. Our God has won. How different that is from David. 
这跟大卫何等不同。You know David in his life he sinned a number of times。那你知道大卫他一生他也犯罪。But what was his cry?但是他的呼求是什么？Holy Lord，主啊，Don't take your Holy Spirit from me。请你不要把你的灵夺去。Lord don't leave me。不要离开我。Lord don't forsake me。不要放弃我。He knew what was important。他知道什么最重要。You see sins are sins they can be cleansed and forgiven。罪是可以得舍的。But if the Lord departs from you you are nothing。You're Ichabod。所以神离开了，你就是一颗把神的荣耀离去了。Samson was so foolish, he gave away. 所以他真是何等愚昧。His very identity. 他把他最重要的这个，他所所事的，把他to pursue the world，来追求世界。What a tragedy. 是何等的悲剧。Oh, what can we say? 我们能说什么呢？All of us have been given a calling. 所以我们每一个人都得到了一个呼召，大的呼召，小的呼召。Meant to bring Many sons to glory. 我们要带许多儿女进入神的荣耀里。But we can waste our whole lives pursuing other things. 但是我们可以花我们一生去追求一些其他的东西。And never lay hold of the Lord. 然后没有得做主。Nor His gifts. 然后他的恩赐。Or His calling. 他的呼召。That He has for every one of us. 为着我们每一个人。This is the tragedy of a Christian life. 这就是一个基督徒生活的一个悲剧。You know this whole matter is, has something to do with sanctification. 这个跟成圣有关系。From the moment we're saved, Christ comes to dwell in us. 所以当我们得救的那一刻,基督就住在我们心中。And by faith, we're not only saved, we're sanctified. 所以我们借着信,我们不只是得救,我们也是成圣。But there comes a point in our lives where we need to respond to sanctification with consecration. 但是我们要 来到一个地步，我们回应主就是奉献。Our dear brother A. B. Simpson, who wrote that song, Jesus Only.这个新训弟兄他写了这首诗歌。He he preached what they called the fourfold gospel.他就传了这个四方面的福音。Saving Jesus is Savior.耶稣是解救主。Jesus is sanctified.他是那个使人成圣的那一位。Jesus as soon coming King. 他是这个要来的君王。所以，在信息弟兄他在纽约就会呼召人说：“你要借着信心成圣。”所以你要把你的一生奉献给主。所以你就发现这会改变一个人的一生。Now listen. If you're a child of God, now there's a little difference here. You can fall away in terrible sin. The world, the flesh, and the devil can pretty much trick you. They can steal your blessing. But they can never take away your salvation. Or the sanctification of the precious blood of Jesus. And so we see as a footnote of this tragedy. The end of the story is it's never too late to lay hold of God. And we see that's what happened in Samson's last day. In the last day, he was willing to take the cross for his calling. And die for the deliverance of Israel against the Strange 
As our brother Ezra spoke this morning about Fanny Crosby, the blind hymn writer. 所以这, Samson lost his sight, something in his heart began to see. 所以当他身外面看不见的时候，他心里就开始看见。His whole life had been wasted.他一生都浪费了。He just wanted one more chance.他希望神能再给他一次机会。And so at the temple of Dagon, as they celebrated the victory over Israel and the defeat of Samson.所以他在这个大公这个这个庙宇里的时候，他们在庆祝的时候，And they had him chained and naked like some kind of an animal and joking about him. 所以他们就把他用锁链给锁起来了，就像一个动物一样。At that moment，然后在那一刹那，He embraced his calling。所以他就拥抱他的呼召。We see in chapter 16, verse 28，就十六章二十八节这么说。Then Samson called to the Lord。然后神，神就向耶和华呼求。O Lord God, please remember me and please strengthen me just this time, O God. 所以主耶和华，求你眷念我，神啊，求你赐我这一次的力量。That I may at once be avenged of the Philistines for my two eyes。所以我在非利士人身上报那赐我两眼的仇。What did he pray? 那他祷告的是什么？Oh Lord, strengthen me just this once。所以这一次再给我一次力量。He knew it wasn't his hair。他知道不是他的头发。It's not because you go to church and it's not because of some kind of thing your parents have made you grow up in a strict way. It's the Lord's presence. Oh Lord, you're my strength. Give me strength this one more time. And again we see a picture of laying hold. Probably it was a little Jewish boy who was the servant. 这也许他是一个犹太的小男孩是那个仆人。And Samson said, "Hey, come here, son. We put my hands on on these big posts." 你可以把我的手就抱在这些大的柱子上。And with one great pull, 然后他在用力，He laid hold one last time of the Spirit of the Lord.他再一次夺这个圣灵的能力。And that whole two-story Temple of Dagon collapsed. Killing three thousands of its top leaders.所以这个大滚的这个庙宇就倒下来，就杀了啊许多这些领呃非利士人的领袖。Samson, who had been laid hold of in the womb.所以他在母腹里就被得着了。Finally, laid hold of the Lord.最后得着了。Now this has one final lesson for us.这在对我们而言有一个最后的一个功课。It's simply this.就是这样。Never surrender the secret of your heart. 不，不能把你心中的秘诀让人知道。Now you may be a Christian and you're all wallowed down in sin. 所以你是基，也许是基督徒，但是也许你犯罪了。You may be rebelling from the Lord. 也许你背叛了神。Never give up the secret of your heart. 但是不可以把你心中的秘诀给出去。It's Christ who is your life. 基督是你的生命。Without Christ, you have no value. He's your keeper. He's your keeper. He's your keeper. 
你在神里面有一个生命 in a few weeks, we'll have a young people's conference here for the weekend. My burden for our dear young people is always sanctification and consecration. Only the Lord can keep them from the evil in this world. Keep that secret of your heart. Today, if you hear His voice, harden, not your heart. Have a heart of David. Lord, don't forsake me. Take not your Holy Spirit from me. Such a heart. God can change. Our young people need help. This is a day of tragedy. And the church is trying to offer them fun and fun songs and Everything which will not keep from the hand of the enemy. We're talking about a holy life. We're not talking about an unearthly life. You don't have to dress like the Amish or your mom. A holy life is a life solidly walking through this world with the purpose of God. A holy life that's kept by God does not have to fear this world but can walk through it in victory. Jesus was holy. But he never looked otherworldly. He was here in this world. Tasting of it. Redeeming it. Lording it over the world. This is the victory that overcomes the world. He who dwells within you is greater than he that is in the world. This is our lesson from Samson. When the Lord lays hold of us, he deals with us until we lay hold of him. May this be spiritually true. In every life. Let's have just a few prayers.